Hi, everyone, and welcome to Vanderpump Rules Party. I'm Holly Borkas. I'm Sarah C. What's going on? What's up, you guys? Well, we are finally recapping or bringing you up to speed on where are they now with Pretty Wild, and we have special guest Ariel joining us with some intel. But before we get to that, we will just do a little Vanderpump update on not a lot's been happening. A couple things came up. Um, Stassi's engagement photos. What do you think of that? Okay. At first, I mean, I, I hate when this happens because like my view gets like skewed. I saw everyone's comments first. So, and there was a lot of, I wouldn't say negativity, but a lot of uh, people saying, Oh my God, like I don't like them or, or I don't, I don't know. I, I read in a couple different groups too. Um, And then I saw them and my first, reaction was, oh, I don't think they're that bad. But then I thought um, about what they are and like the purpose of them. And like, you know, like this is Stassi's engagement photos. Do I like them? And um, I'm a little disappointed. I It was yeah. a little chaotic to me and messy. And I just think about how much work she put into like her book cover photo shoot or even the, her lingerie photo shoot like a couple seasons ago like this just seemed very like you said chaotic and mishmash and just not well planned out like this is the best you could do well and I think I I just feel like she has recently like really focused in on like what her brand is and like what who is Stassi and like what is the product that she is selling to us and like what you know who is she and i feel like unfortunately this wasn't the time to use that brand yeah this was more of like i wanted to see the love between the two of them i wanted it i wanted like almost for it to be like a headshot i just want to see i want the focus to be on them and to see that she kind of was like staying on brand to herself and just adding bow yeah. in a little bit yeah um it made me sad because I don't actually think that that's what she wanted to portray, but unfortunately that's how it came across. Like it's almost, she tried to go for that old Hollywood glamour with the hair, but like, it's like they stopped a quarter of the way through, but I was thinking she could have gone for that old Hollywood glam look and they could have done a photo shoot in the cemetery where they got engaged and made it like black and white or Something that's more of them together on theme yeah, and not just like her just shoes her, and yeah, her it, ranch. And his rams. And, like it was just, um, yeah. I don't know. It just, I mean, they're okay. They're okay. But I am just, I guess I just have like just super high more. standards for her. Definitely. Just expect a lot more. And even like the outfit choices, like the yellow dress she's worn everywhere. You know what? It, it felt um, rushed. Yes. I it seems like they're like we need this now, like hurry up and so I hope that that's not happening for her that because she's having to plan this wedding so fast and because they're filming and she is out on tour, like all this stuff going on, like this is her, you know, her wedding, like her chance and she has said she's so excited for this. So, I don't know, when I saw the pictures like my reaction was like sadness i mean what was that black maxi dress that like is like a beach cover-up like that that's for an ootd founder that type of thing like 
that's your choice. Wait, are you talking about the like burgundy-ish one or is that something different? Because there was a couple of... I mean, it looked black to me what I saw. The one that's like billowing like yeah. like in and like it's like it flings off from the hip and then from yes. the, the rib and then from the knee. Yeah, it looks like something that you would throw on over your suit. Yeah, um, it didn't work. It no. just, it, and especially like Stasi is looking, like, you know, people are saying, like, oh, Jax is back to season one, Jax. Stasi is at the top of her game right now. I will, I mean, she looks really good. And these photos, I wouldn't. No, they were like, meh. Nothing, it didn't show anything of her. No. And it's like, wouldn't you want to show that you're in the best shape of your life? Like, these are photos you're going to have forever, you know, like, yeah. Like you said, like the promo for her book looks better. It does. Yeah. And I, there's just so many like themes that they share that could have been really cool. And in the him, he was just like in his typical bedhead clown hair and like a dumb print button up. And I, I don't know. It was just like, this is it. It's like, it's like you guys are just going to the grocery store. Yeah, I was I was really, really bummed when I saw it but then I was like okay like if that if that is what she wanted and like she's happy with that cool like I'm good for her like let's see what she's gonna do with her wedding I do think she's gonna have like a lot of pressure because she's been so critical of everyone else's weddings Mm -hmm. um but last night I did do a thing so I've been having like majorly bad insomnia i mean i always do but it's been worse like usually i wake up at 3 30 in the morning and i don't go back to sleep are you doing that pen julia keeps telling me i need to i was like i don't need to do a vape pen because i don't have trouble sleeping she's like well it'll help you relax i'm like i'm very relaxed but she said it helps her sleep so maybe you should yeah try maybe that. i should try that or i i need to like take the benadryl oil. or something i don't know but um Anyways, yeah, so I've been waking up at like two in the morning and last night I had like a massive headache. Like have you ever had a headache when you're sleeping? Hmm. It's like horrible. Like because mm-hmm. it's like you can't have a headache when you're sleeping. It doesn't make sense. You can't like. Yeah. Anyways, so I was like I, I went on to Pinterest and I started looking to see like if Stassi had pinned anything for her wedding. And then I was like, I wonder if Alex has one because I'm sure she has a lot of involvement and, in, you know, maybe planning I don't know, something. Or low. Yeah. So I checked all of their boards, including Dana's. Um, And there's some indications of some stuff going on. I would say. What about that Emily girl that like planned their podcast tour? I don't know what her role is. Oh, okay. I'll have to look her up. She talks about her on her podcast because they were saying how she didn't come on this latest leg. Uh-huh. And like she really was the facilitator, you know, just the person handling everything. Yeah. So I didn't know, you know, because I thought Lo was her assistant. But maybe this Emily person is more of a that's her career type thing. Oh, okay. Like a PR agent or something. Yeah. So I deep dived like Pinterest and I mean, I didn't find much, but um, I mean, there was like some things like just made like warmed my heart. Like Dana had like a lot of like similar like quotes saved that like I have in some of my stuff. Like one of them was like, um, <laughs> like, are you full or are you bored? You know, like a diet thing. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I thought it was like life philosophy. I'm like, hmm. Are you are, are you hungry or are you just bored? Like that book over there. <laughs> yeah. You are a badass. You are a badass. Ways to make yourself feel great about yourself or something. (laughs) 
Um, yeah. So, are you bored or are you full? <laughs> I, I kind of want to read that. <laughs> it's a it's a good like it, it is good to ask yourself sometimes because if you actually I'm usually bored, yeah. If you usually yeah. like if you're perusing around, like just go for a walk and then you're good. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I didn't find much out, but we'll be interested to see more details. But this. I, I guess like out of like my biggest like feedback on this is, I mean, were the, the pictures pretty? Yes, they were. I just, I was thrown off a bit. I, this is, isn't the direction I was expecting Stassi to take. And I guess I just have really high standards for her. So they're great, but I was expecting something different. Yeah, me too. hundred percent. Like there's nothing wrong with them. It was just kind of boring and you just expect more than you would from like Katie or something. And even like, like, um, I haven't seen engagement photos for Lala. You know what I mean? Like, you don't you don't have to do engagement photos. Right. And it just seemed like they were like, Stassi, we need them. And so she, like, rushed it or something. It seemed very reality yeah, TV-esque. Yeah, and her hair and makeup wasn't anything yeah. great. And it's like, that's fine if you just want to show yourself normally. But then you did make an attempt that you were doing something special. It just didn't... It just wasn't completed. Like, if you were picking between... Brittany and Jax's engagement photo with the volleyball net or <laughs> Stassi's photos. Whose do you like more? Well, I love beach volleyball. So I, <laughs> I can't believe I'm saying this, but like I actually yeah. like on my wall would prefer Brittany and Jax's. Well, yeah. Cause it's beach and she had that. And it was flow, beautiful. She had that flowy red dress that like, and she's that person, you know, she, you know, she's the one that has, she wore that heart, engagement dress yeah. or whatever like she likes that romantic scarlet o'hara kind of thing and it also was like like the excitement in her eyes like came through in those photos where you're like okay like we are gonna have a wedding like mm-hmm. and with Stasi and Bo, i mean i guess it's like very much like their relationship like there they are you know and like that's kind of how they present themselves which is cool like if that works for them awesome but um yeah i like when I well, s- what about Katie and Schwartz's? <laughs> that actually came up too. And I, in my mind, I said I liked those more than Stassi and Bose. Yeah. Only because it was unique and different. And I actually thought that the colors and the idea photographed well. Like, and she looks good more than in they, that look. Yes. And like it, it captured a moment. She that has that pinup look. They're going to treasure that photo forever like they captured their youth they captured like a a feeling and i just don't get that from yeah stassi and bows unfortunately packing and throwing in shoes and ranch and him like overseeing it just was like i actually "Eh." this is this is kind of mean to say but i i felt like it was like okay i'm getting married and here's all the baggage that Bo is marrying yeah you know what i mean like why would like he yes he accepts you for you but like you don't have to put it in the picture yeah i don't know <laughs> that's how i felt it was it's like too much stuff going it, on just chaotic yeah 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 so on her podcast this week she was saying how well they filmed opening credits this week and as we said last time like Bo is in an opening credit so he's no fish cast main and she said it was very awkward with Kristen there um, she also said that, um, who'd she have on? I forget. Um, she said she was begging production to give Katie a good edit this year. She said, I'll take one for the team. Even if that means I'll be 
be the villain. Just give Katie a good edit. And they're like, doesn't work like that. She was going off though, just saying how Katie's not how she appears on TV. You know, she's just funny and she's sweet. And she said, she just doesn't translate well, like something in her tone or delivery, it doesn't translate. And she comes off and that's why she always gets a bad edit. It's just because she doesn't translate. I thought that was interesting that she actually, I think it's true. Well, it's about time she says that because we've all been wondering like how, I don't know how I would feel being Katie having my friends say that, but it is very accurate. It's a nice way of saying you're not cut out for this. If you were portrayed in a way where you were hurt and it was hard for you to like take criticism and you were my best friend, I would be like, you guys, that is effed up. That's not how it is. Like, do you think I would be friends with someone like that? You know, like I would absolutely come out swinging, but she also can't because like she still defend like the show is still number one. So yeah, I that's actually kind of nice to hear. Um, I don't believe it. But yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, okay. And then Kristen was on Rachel No Brian's podcast because they're doing a little show together in Detroit like next year. But she was saying how she she really has no idea why Stassi's mad at her and won't speak to her. But basically, she's just made peace with it, and she's embracing the friends that are there for her. And I think she's holding out hope that this is just a little season in their friendship, a lull. Um, And it was unclear if it's still um, Stassi and Katie against Kristen, or if it's just Stassi at this point. Because we did see them in a group, like Katie and Kristen with some others. So it sounds like it's more an issue with Stassi and Kristen. Hmm. But I don't know. But she says she doesn't really exactly know why or anything. So she's going to find out, I guess, like the rest of us when the show starts. Um, I was in Valley Village this weekend and I did do a little swoop by um, three of the homes to just, you know, because I was in the neighborhood. Um, Tom and Ariana, no change. Kristen, no change. Neither were home at either one of those places or like no movement or anything. Um, when I drove by, it was just like empty. And then, um, Jax, I, and Brittany, um, someone in our group had already posted that fence up, but that's new since you and I had been there. Mm -hmm. Um, there's a full on gate up now, so you can't see in at all. Um, oh, so like, you know, when we walked by and that front room is all glass, you can yeah. see fully back through the house into the backyard. It's actually really nice. Um, it, it makes the house look like super. Um, it just makes it look like secure and private and it actually makes it look better and it fits in really well in the neighborhood because a lot of people have those gates. So it works out and then their problematic neighbor is still a problem because there was like a new mattress and like a ton of trash around the side of the house, not directly like on Jackson Brittany's mm-hmm. fence area. It's on the other side, but, but you know, that attracts rats and mice and I just pray that they go over to Jackson's. It's just, um, yeah, it's just really, really junky looking. Yeah. And that's a bummer. You know, like I couldn't imagine like just buying this new house and like being excited to have people come over and then, you know, you have this person that just doesn't care. 
But I've had enough experiences in life with like friends that had a neighbor like that or myself that has had a neighbor like that before that that is that would be a major consideration before I would purchase because I know people don't change. Yeah. And I know neighborhoods that try to get that house to change. And they don't. And they don't. They don't. No, you have to just like seriously live with it. Yeah. So I just, that's on them because they chose to live there right. when clearly that house had been there forever. I just think it's hard because, I mean, I know how often they enjoy their backyard and it's a lot and it's right there. I mean, that is like they are all up in each other's business. Like it's a very touchy situation, I'm sure. (laughs) Oh, one day Jack is just going to snap. Oh, totally. And I hope TMZ is there to capture it. Yeah. Or I hope someone in that house has got their video camera ready. They will. Oh, that's going to be great. They will. (laughs) I've had it. This is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. So, oh, did you hear they're building a house in Winchester? Um, I saw some chatter about it. Hmm. Go, well, we need a place to stay when we come here. It's like, how often are you going to be going there? But he's trying to get it like done. Like he's going to try to film a show with it, right? That's what I was seeing. Oh, he's like hitting up like uh tlc or, or h what, what is it called oh. what are those horrible channels called yeah like hgtv oh, like diane always has those on and everyone those shows, I know watches that but like, those shows rope you in you know I, I i heard this really funny thing where um you know like adults are always like um why do these kids watch these YouTube videos of kids opening toys it's like that's the stupidest thing ever you know there's all like kids open toys and like they're like totally locked into the tv um like adults sit there and watch like other people decorate their houses yeah like it's the same thing so boring same thing um i'd rather just like watch the last five minutes where they do the before and after i'm like okay that's enough yeah i I, I even taped the brady thing because I'm obsessed with the Brady Bunch and the Brady Bunch house, but like I still haven't watched it yet. I get so roped it. in. I get roped into like like an odd couple is looking for a vacation house in Hawaii and like I, I'm roped in and then it's like, which one are they going to choose? I don't know. Well, I've seen that one where it's like, yeah, they have a certain budget, but they are looking to buy a house in another country. Yeah. Those are more fun because you get to see the other countries and what Yeah, what, what you, you can get. get. Yeah. Rather than just like home renovation shit. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Like which floor should we pick? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, mm, I don't have the patience for that. Yeah. So that's all I've really seen happening. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of any other news I, mean, they I have, have that, to share. They had that fundraiser at Sir for Jared, their makeup artist that oh. I was supposed to go to the stretch and sit, but then they, I, I bet they won't even do it. Since they, I wonder if it got canceled because they're like, wait, don't do this because it's we see an opportunity. Yeah, which was better because more people could go, and they didn't have to give yoga mats to everyone. And it's already a restaurant, so you already have the wine and food there. I was very impressed with what they pulled off. Like um, auction items, it was. It seemed like everyone like pitched in. Everyone showed up. It will never happen like that again. If they ever do anything again like one cast member will go like everyone was there i like the Um, idea of if you want a picture venmo five dollars to the thing i was like well that's great because then people that are afraid to ask for a picture they 
are more likely to because they're paying for it. Is this not what we have been saying for years? Like they are, they could have been raising so much money for like West Hollywood issues for whatever they, whatever they like, this Mm -hmm. is their chance to stand up for something. They absolutely could. Stassi, you want to make money for something? I'll pay for a picture. Totally. Yeah. Jackson, Brittany could have raised money for their bear cheese fund. Just like host a little event, have people pay. I mean, look at the people, you know, that turned out for her book signing or her podcast. It's like, I mean, I guess like for something personal, it's like kind of tacky. But like well, I, yeah, but- I would I would like to hear what they believe in. You know, like I would love to like... I, I thought it was such a great event and I love like that they're all coming together and it shows like, the, like they really have heart. The only thing we've seen to date is them bringing their dogs to enter a beauty pageant at D- Vanderpump Dog Day. And you know what? For like 15 minutes. Yeah. Just showing and up. And then they they jump on to Lisa's conviction of Yulin, which is a great cause, but none of them have like particularly spoken out about it. They just kind of like stand behind her as she does. Yeah, they don't do anything. No, they don't. And they ne- never on their own. No. So it just like at least this, like at least they're rallying for their friend and and they all showed up. It looked like there was like a lot of like homemade ideas and like thought went into it. Once again, one person really stood out to me at this event as really working like and doing a lot. Actually two, Kristen and Brittany. Kristen and Brittany, yeah. Um, I saw both of them like with their clipboards and like Brittany was like making sure everything was like... Kind of orchestrating the, yeah. the emceeing. Yeah. Sort and of the thing. other ones who have always... You know, we always got comments that maybe they aren't the most outgoing or they hang back a little bit. I saw the same thing happening. Hanging back, yep. Katie. Stassi, too. Yeah. So. (laughs) Yep. Well, She Nurse was out of town and James was out of town, so they weren't there. Lawler's was out of town. Did Sheena um, story it, though, or anything? I saw some people criticizing that she didn't story it and neither did Lala. Mm, I'm not know. I'm not for sure on that though. I was wondering if anyone else heard that or Well, Sheena talked about it on her podcast. Oh, okay. Um I think. Can we talk about how like Portland is like a thing right now? Have you noticed that? You know how like there's like always like a little trend of like where people go? Like mm. Portland is like such a thing right now. Like why'd she go up there with her, her family? It's like a family trip. I don't know. I think that's kind of cool. No, I, it is cool. Like she does so much stuff with her family. Like they go to the baseball game together. Or they go to the yeah, football games together. Like very unique. Very, very. But yeah, I, I thought I saw her up. I'm like, oh, she must. She's probably up there with one of the bachelor people or something. And then I see her mom and dad. And I'm like, oh, that's cute. Yeah. <laughs> a little family trip. Yeah. Like on the Oregon coast, the waterfalls. and <laughs> Yeah, they really did it up. Okay, well, um, you see more of Randall's selfies at going to the Irishman, the Irishman premiere, London, London, and then he's just selfing on the red carpet. Like As you that. can see, my name is at the bottom, but it's still there. <laughs> yes, and like that same, he always does that same selfie shot. It's like, almost like a mug shot, and he's just like, 
the camera is right in front of my face. Like, oh my gosh, have you guys been enjoying our pumpkins? We've been doing our pumpkins on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Um, and we've been having so much fun doing them. We still have some really funny ones lined up. So yeah, we're we're trying. We know there's a billion things we could do. Like yes, we could on Stasi's bedazzle and put ranch, but but that everybody does that and that's just so obvious that and it's but we're just trying to make them a little more subtle clever like make you think like what is that uh I yeah know. i just think it's funnier and if any of you have ideas like if you're like oh my gosh here's a pumpkin idea email it to us vanderpump rules party at gmail.com yeah because we may be doing a round two like we still have so many to get through yet but and we also have one that we shot that we have not um, <laughs> I put up. We're gonna put it in the group. We haven't put it up yet because um, put it I'm in the group. Scared. Holly's I'm scared. scared. I'm scared that no one's gonna get it, and I'm scared that it's just like. Well, at least a few people will get it, and it's all Jax's fault. It's not your fault. Or I know. My fault. No, I know. I know. So put it in the Facebook group, and we'll get the feedback there first. All right. All right. And then if you know, and then we'll determine if it goes on social media or not. Yeah. 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 Okay, everyone in the Facebook group, Bully Holly, tell her, post the picture, post the pumpkin. <laughs> it's not that big of a deal. Now they're going to be like, that's it. Ugh. <laughs> that's true. I hate building things up in the expectations. Yeah, it's But not... it's just funny with their recent post, Jackson. But made. like, it's honestly, it's the first one that we thought of, like when we thought of this idea. And like, it made me laugh in the car for like five minutes. But then like, once we shot it and it's done, like now I'm like second guessing if it's really funny. Well, I still think it is, but yeah help <laughs> some, some people will okay. okay okay yeah so you guys um next up we have our interview our interview our call with um ariel who is um in our group if you're not in our group you guys join it it's so much fun um it's a skype call so um i hope the sound is okay we'll try to sound correct it a little bit and sorry about my phone going off but it dings a couple times <laughs> and that's about it and we'll be back to talk to you guys we're praying that the trailer drops around Halloween ish time. So mm -hmm. be on the lookout for that because it is our time, you guys. This is what, countdown. This is what we do. Vanderpump Rules Party. So we got, yeah, pretty much once Halloween, then we got like a month countdown. Then we can really start building things up. Yeah. Let's do it. All right, cool. Talk okay, to you later. Bye. Hello. Hi. 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 Hello. Okay, you guys, we have a super special treat for you, and we have been teasing this for a long time on the podcast and in our group. We have a special guest with us today, tonight. Ariel is coming to us, and this is a late call for you, so we appreciate you so much for being here. Oh my gosh, of course. I'm just so happy that the Packers won. <laughs> the game just ended five minutes ago, I swear. Oh my oh. gosh. Oh, good. Oh, good timing then. Yeah, I'm in a good mood. <laughs> cool well we definitely um we want to talk you know where the whole cast of pretty wild is now we know you've really been a long-term fan and followed their story throughout and had conversations with some of them and so we'll just kind of get into it and see like you know what what you've experienced throughout the last few years and just following them and conversing with them and whatnot and we'll jump in with you know, some intel we've heard and learned and just, yeah, it's totally. fascinating stuff. I mean, I, I really can't wait for Alexis's book to come out. I think she said December 3rd, which I think is the same date as Ariana's cocktail book. 
But uh, it sounds like she's saving some stories for the book, so that should yeah. be good. Yeah, I know she's definitely saving a lot of the Orlando Bloom bling ring deets for the book. Okay. Uh, I've heard a few podcasts recently, and they've asked about that, and she kind of has hesitated to give any more details. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I think I want to start with talking about the mom, Andrea, because I actually just found a, a new podcast. I'm sorry, it's not a new podcast, an old podcast that she did in 2017 that I listened to today, like two hours ago that I just have found so really? fascinating. I'm so and glad she found it. <laughs> Andrea did it? Yeah, she was a guest on a podcast. Oh, wow. <laughs> so, and the craziest part about it is that I found out that she grew up in Madison, Wisconsin, which is where I live. Oh, wow. Yeah. And, like, what are the chances of this? So, And then, do you know where Tess lives? Because yes. is that near you? Yes. Now Tess lives in Wild Rose, Wisconsin, which has, like, a population of 700 people. Wow. Tiny little town. Yeah. Wow. That's smaller than my hometown. That's crazy. Is that um, far from you? or? It's about an hour and a half. Oh, okay. So not yeah. really. Yeah, not bad. You should see if she wants to go to lunch. I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, so anyway, so Andrea kind of had a very similar life to Tess and Alexis when she was younger. Um, she, at 14, ended up quitting high school and moving, or sorry, went to Chicago for a modeling gig. And from there became like an international model at 14. So she dropped out of high school at 14. Um, and who also who dropped out of high school is Alexis. She dropped out at 16. So it's kind of interesting that, and as I, as I will unfold more of what's happened to both of them, you'll realize that they've kind of lived parallel lives. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. And so the show starts out with, um, Andrea teaching the girls about the secret. Do you guys know much about the secret? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So it's like, kind of like. I don't know, like saying, like giving what, like telling the world what you want. And then Manifesting. And yeah, exactly. So in 2000, she decided that she was going to start making these vision boards um, based off of the book, The Secret, because she wanted um, like just a man in her life. She didn't have a love life. And so she filled her board, her vision board with pictures of guys because she just wanted to meet a husband and then it ended up working. So that was what sold Andrea on this whole, the secret works. And from there she decided I want to teach my kids and homeschool them based off of the book, the secret. So also an interesting fact is that, um, because she had such good success with the vision board to find her husband, she also created a vision board to help get her get off pills, which is something that I didn't know that she did. Oh, oh wow. Did you know that, Holly? Because I feel like in a recent podcast of yours, you mentioned that maybe Andrea was on something, too. Um, no, I mean, I was just watching just from, I mean, I was just taking a guess. You know, I could just, I thought that, like, her behavior was very, I don't know. I thought I was picking up on something, but no, I didn't know that. I thought she was just smoking a lot of weed heard- or something. Yeah, that's what Alexis says. She's a like this massive weed smoker. Like I, I heard that one podcast where she was talking about when they met Tessa's mom, and Tessa's mom and Alex and Andre would just sit in the garage and smoke pot and like make pillows and have a yeah. nanny watch their kids. I was like, <laughs> okay, and then even like Alexis's wedding, how everyone was wasted, and so yeah, it sounds like Andrea definitely had her own addiction issues. But um, but yeah, she was 
what on the traveling internationally at fourteen, fifteen. So she didn't really have, yeah, yeah. kind of similar, similar, yeah, similar tracks, like you said. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So growing up, she also had some sexual trauma. Um, the first time one is when she was eight years old, and she went and told her parents about it. And her parents' response was to not go to that house anymore, and that was it. This Andrea? Andrea? Yes. Oh. Oh, wow. wow. And so from there, she said she turned to drugs when she was 12 and started doing pot and LSD. Okay. Crazy. Like 12 years old. Wow. Yeah. Yes. And then since, she has married and divorced three men, and she said all of them have had substance abuse issues, whether that be alcohol, drugs, whatever. So, yeah, I wonder, I was curious what happened with the one that, you know, was on the show, because he seemed pretty he seemed cool. so nice, I know. Yeah. Huh. Well, anyways, so the show originally was supposed to be called Homeschool with the Arlingtons. Did you guys know that? Yes. No. Okay, yeah, so their last name is really Arlington. It's not Nyers. Um, and so it was supposed to be Homeschool with the Arlingtons, and it was supposed to be about the mom homeschooling the children with the law of attraction. Wait, wait, but wait. Then Her the- last name isn't Nyers? No, it's Arlington. But, like, she gave herself that last name? Alexis? Yeah. I don't know how that... I'm guessing it was one of the stepdads. She might have taken it. Or maybe it's her dad's... It's probably her dad's last name. That's crazy. Yeah, I'll go more into her dad, too. Okay. Um, But, anyway, so the show is supposed to be about just homeschooling with a law of attraction, and that's it. It wasn't supposed to be, like, this party scene and these girls going crazy. Yeah. Um, And then when the cops showed up on the second... On the second day of filming, that's when the storyline, like, completely changed. They changed everything about their plan. Like, whole new plan started. So I heard her say that with that scene, they actually reenacted because they couldn't actually film the police coming or something. Yep. So that they reenacted that whole scene. And then, like, there were several other, like, manufactured scenes. I was like, oh, man. Like, even back then they were doing this shit. I know. <laughs> like, yeah, producers were still tricky back then. Yeah, when they hit the dog, when they were looking for the dog, and they hit it on purpose just to create a dramatic moment. Oh my gosh, I know, and poor Gabby is like, I can't be filmed right now! Yeah. Yeah, oh my gosh. Crazy. Anyways, go on. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so that's all I have about Andrea. Okay, so now let's talk about the dad. So the dad, when this show originally got pitched to, it was pitched to E... And I think it was pitched to, it was pitched to E and A&E. It was pitched to them as, all right, here's this family. And the dad, and who is also the ex-husband, lives in the guest house. Which is something that they never bro- talked about on the show. And, you know, you only see the dad, I think, in one episode on the show. When, yeah. when Alexis goes to jail, finally, the dad comes over. Mm-hmm. Um, but he... Um, worked on the set of Friends and also The Nanny. And he was a, I'm pretty sure he was a photographer or something like that. Yeah, I think he was a director of photography or something. And that he paid, he paid like Andrea seven grand a month or something. So she didn't really work. She did, but then he was, uh, had his own addiction issues and ended up homeless or something. But yes, that's it. Ended up homeless, wasn't there. Crazy. Yeah. So that's a little bit about both the parents. Um, now, should we deep dive into Alexis, or what do you guys think? Yes. Okay. <laughs> this poor girl. I just want to, like, say, I just want to, like, make this clear that I love these people. I'm, like, a huge fan. 
I don't judge them. I don't blame them for what happened to them. And they sure are positive. Like, it seems like all of them are very positive and doing well. So that's a nice kind of ending because it often doesn't end that way with reality. Totally. You know, stars yeah. Child stars. Yeah. And I think that's why I love them so much now because they're doing so well. And then I found out everything that they've been through. I don't know how to so, turn off my text from like dinging through on this. I'm so sorry. Oh. <laughs> It just fine. makes you look popular. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, okay, so Alexis. Um, so kind of parallel to her mom, when she was three years old, she started being abused sexually by somebody on her dad's side of the family. Um, I think he was just a little bit older than her, like in his teens. And she kept that a secret into sobriety, so she didn't announce that until she was 18. And... Uh, and this guy who was abusing her groomed her to, like, never tell anybody. Gabby was in the room sometimes when it would happen. And this guy would force her to perform oral sex. Tess was not around because this is when she was at her dad's house and not living with them at the time. And it happened when, well, all the sexual abuse happened when this guy was between 14 and 17 years old. Wow. So, like, she went through a lot. But what I heard is that she didn't start having these flashbacks of what happened to her when she was younger until she started doing heroin. Oh, interesting. So something about, yeah, okay, big shocker, everyone. She did heroin. (laughs) She did a lot of drugs. (laughs) Yeah, while filming, they were on heroin. So that gets juicy, too. But we'll, we'll get there. Yeah, so that's her childhood. And then I just love, like, so, it totally, like, mirrors her mom, right? And so, I just think it's so funny how the show, like, literally starts out with Andrea, like, shouting, come on, girls, time to take your Adderall. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's just such a, like, a, it just shows, like, you, like it just is a, a big foreshadow into, like, what's going to happen in their lives. Um, so, anyway, so she started smoking pot with her mom when she was in her young teens, and she... Her mom actually taught Alexis, Andrea actually taught Alexis how to smuggle weed because Andrea would travel with it wherever she went and she taught her to like put it up her, you know what? Um, yeah. (laughs) So she started, and then when she was 14, she started using oxys because she had to have surgery. Um, she had a hernia and that's when the addiction started for her. And so she would get more. And then, so like after she ran out of her prescription, she would go to school and talk to the kids at school, and they would steal it from their parents. Um, and then they got this show, and they were getting all this money. And I know, I heard that um, they were getting, like, $15,000 per episode back then. And yeah. How does that compare to what, Vanderpump Rule, what the Vanderpump Rules cast makes? Well, I think they're at, like, 50, but their okay. first their first two seasons, they only made, like, twelve or 15000 for the whole season. Okay. But I think now it's like they get about 500, four to 500. Per episode or season? No, season. for the whole season. Oh, yeah. for the whole season. Okay, yeah. So this was 15 yeah. per episode. Um, and that's basically what fueled the drug problem, the drug issues between Alexis and Tess is they had all this extra money. She was already semi-addicted. So they used this money and they were smoking 20 80 milligram oxy pills a day. 
I don't know like how, if that's a lot. I don't know if that's a little, but 20 pills to me seems like a lot. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I am so curious because, I mean, I'm not going to get into what I have done or what I've been through, but like I don't understand, and I, I heard Alexis speak about why you smoke it versus just taking it, but um, like I can't. I just I like I can't wrap my head around how it's that much different to smoke it versus taking the pill. Yeah. Like it takes a lot of work. Just yeah. For yeah. I have no idea, but I did hear that one time Andrea was smelling the smell of burnt coconuts and in her house and she was like, What is that smell? And she, later to find out that that's what it smells like when you burn oxy pills. I have no idea. Oh. So yeah, wait, what did Alexa say the difference was? She just said she just mentioned that like it hits you way harder and way faster. Um yes. like you know it's a really really quick high which mm-hmm. um so I mean I get but I don't know it just seems I, I, I they must have had it down to a science because people that are using don't mess around and waste a drug so I'm sure that that's a, definitely a way to do it. So but I'm just like I'm actually like semi curious to see like I'm like I I kind of want to try it. Um, like I'm just curious like I, I'm dying I want to see like how this is done what? why don't you just try smoking a, an Advil or something see how that goes I actually was with someone that I saw smoke heroin in Mexico and it was like one of the most disturbing things I'd ever seen I had no idea what was going on and all of a sudden like that's what was happening and I had never seen heroin smoked or anything like that and I was yeah. sho- like it was like shocking um so I mean people do do it I don't know it's just it's crazy mm-hmm. <laughs> Dang. I know. well so on to the smoking the pills so okay they when the whole pretty wild season was being filmed they did not live at the house they lived at a best western did you guys hear that yeah, and I know exactly where that is. It's, oh my gosh, really? Yeah, I, I drive past it all the time when I'm up there. That's funny. And yeah, so yeah. they they lived at this best western, and they didn't even like bother to go and buy. I guess you smoke it out of tin foil, and so they would go down to like the little cafe that the best western had and ask them for tin foil for their leftovers, and they would do this like four <laughs> times a day. Oh my and gosh! Eventually, the the hotel staff caught on and stopped giving them tin foil. <laughs> Oh my god! Oh my gosh, that's a good story. Yeah, so that was another thing too. How they like made it seem like they lived at home, but like they yeah. actually really weren't. That whole time they were filming, they lived at the hotel, and that actually that because... actually like kind of makes sense from like because it was always so like when the scenes where they were in their bedroom, they were all, it was always so messy and so frantic, and mm-hmm. it just like I was like, how are they living out of these rooms? But if they were just, like, grabbing their stuff and piecing out again, that kind of makes sense. Well, and also, like, when they freaked out on Gabby, like, oh, you have boobs. It's like, well, how, why are you just pointing this out? Like, if you live with your sister, but it makes sense, like, they don't see her that often. Yeah, it kind of seemed like things were in piles as if they, like, were used to packing and leaving and packing, yes. and, leaving, packing and leaving. Totally. Yeah. Um, but she said she also stayed with that Nick Prugo guy, the Bling Ring actual leader, Mm-hmm. And I, I was starting to think, because um, I just couldn't understand her when she said she was calling the cops to proactively tell them. I mean, I get that that is doing the right thing, but who actually does that? Because, you know, you don't really want to 
get involved or you don't want to piss people off and have people after you. And I thought, I wonder if, like, when she was staying with him, if she was, like, you know, doing drugs or they had a fight and so she kind of did it as payback or something. Oh, I wonder. Yeah. You you would think somebody with, like, a drug problem wouldn't go out of the way to, like... Call police. Yeah. That's what didn't add up for me. Yeah. And just, and also be, she said how, like, she was just such a horrible, vain person back then. Like, well, if you're a horrible person, like, why are you concerned about doing the right thing over some stolen watches or, you know what I mean? Like, it just didn't seem consistent with her character at the time. I think it does seem consistent with her character. That's what she was always struggling with. Like, she was this good person and this good sister and this good daughter when, like, she was thinking clearly, then she would get high and turn into, like, this other person. But, she, like, she's always arguing what a good person she is. Like, that's, like, her – that's, like, totally what her life is based off of. And she, mm-hmm. like, flip-flops back and forth, like, going through these – like, she, like, does bad things, but then she's good. And that wasn't her intention. And it seems like, like, that's, like, totally her her struggle is mm-hmm. just, like, battling with herself and, like – staying you know and being true to herself and I think that that's she says you know that that's she wasn't living you know authentically at that time because she was jacked up and it it kind of makes sense yeah yeah and did you guys notice that like I know that you talked about like I think Sarah you said after the Mexico when they got back from Mexico you could finally see in Alexis's eyes yeah you know she was on something and I always found it interesting because I knew that they took these drugs together it was something that they always did together and it was like why wasn't why was Tess always looking so uppity well yeah well then I find out that Tess would be doing something called speedballs which is when you shoot up heroin and cocaine at the same time yeah so I'm thinking that that's why we didn't notice because she was also on cocaine so she was also probably a little more chipper and alert and right like wide-eyed yeah. Well, and there's there's varying degrees of heroin use. I I feel like because you know we've had it kind of like coincides with our Vanderpump Rule stuff. People have a key, you know have thrown around that maybe Schwartz is doing that or that there's you know maybe some heroin use in Vanderpump Rules. There's you're not always like completely strung out on heroin. You can be very up. It can create it can actually help you be more social it actually starts like it's it's more it can if you're using depending on how you're using it like it can be a crutch for you to be able to get up and go in the morning versus just laying there it's very bizarre Hmm. um and then yeah and then you know you're up you're down it's like just a constant cycle i think of you know um like messing with the energy yeah that's totally why they do speed huh interesting yeah like i said i've never done any of these drugs i have no idea yeah, yeah me neither. like um but the first time when Tess did heroin she actually od'd and alexis called the cops and the cops gave her narcan so she was fine mm-hmm. and they asked like well what's wrong with her and she goes oh she took too much adderall and didn't eat breakfast and the cops let her go Oh my gosh. Yeah. That's crazy. So I think there were I think there were a lot of times and then there was another time where um Andrea was kind of catching on and she came over to I think she went into the bedroom and there were over 30 rolls of tinfoil in there. Oh god. <laughs> and then uh, Andrea said the only thing you have in your house is 
a box of cereal and foil. And then Alexis's response to her was like, I like to bake, you, you and then the C-U-N-T word. <laughs> <laughs> I like to bake. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Um, okay, so let me look. If there's anything else before the jail starts stuff. Um, like when they filmed in Mexico, she said they were... Yeah, let's talk about Mexico. She said they were, you know, obviously she, that Alexis brought the drugs down to Mexico in her vagina. Yep. But then production found the drugs and flushed them, mm-hmm. which then caused them to go into like a tailspin of uh, withdrawals and they got really sick. And then, oh, here's the other fake storyline. So they got really sick and they, they needed to cut the trip short. So production made up this like fake story line that Tess accidentally texted TMZ saying they were in Mexico and that's why they had to leave. And I was like, mm-hmm. I mean, they knew she, she wasn't supposed to be in Mexico, but I was like, I mean, I guess it worked, but just knowing that it wasn't all, it was all made up these little tidbits it's like (laughs) yeah I think Mexico was a constant fight between Alexis and Tess because Alexis had this love interest and was like I mean they were both withdrawing withdrawing from Adderall I mean not Adderall sorry heroin wrong joke what yeah that's crazy it's like she's on the dates or the date date. I'm like if she was withdrawing like Wow. Yeah, and she's, like, kissing dolphins. <laughs> and then Tess, because Tess didn't have anybody, was literally just sitting in the hotel room the whole time by herself. So that's when she decided to, like, leak it and tell TMZ, because she's like, I gotta, get, I gotta get home right now. And they actually, when they were in Mexico, went out on the streets, and they did find some heroin. Okay. Um, but the producers ended up finding that as well. Oh, so And then yeah. Alexis said she doesn't even remember the flight home. Like, she was so sick. Wow. Just crazy. Yeah. I mean, I, like, I feel the tension was real on that trip. Like, there was so oh. much tension between Alexis and Tess. Like, they, like, I felt like they were truly, like, not into each other at that moment. Like, you could tell, like, they were, like, I felt that. I don't know. There was oh, yeah. definitely something wrong. Yeah, I always thought it was jealousy that, like, Tess was jealous that Alexis, like, you know, the yeah. guy was interested in her. But... <laughs> Later you find out that, no, she's just mad because she wants more drugs. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, and you know what we forgot to say, too, is um, when we were in the Andrea and how, like, she kind of paved the way for, you know, them repeating her patterns. Mm-hmm. I was shocked when Alexis said that her that Andrea brought Tess and Alexis down to, what, Oliveira Street to get fake IDs? Yes! At, like, 16 or something so that they could... So they could, clubs. Uh, they could work on set, I think it was, because you had to be over 18 to work on some music videos. Okay. And, so instead of going and getting, they were like 16 at the time, instead of going and getting like an 18-year-old ID, like, of course they're going to go in and get 21. <laughs> yes, they're crazy. walking around, and they were telling everyone that they were twins. Because that made... Oh, sorry. Uh, <laughs> no, that, that made... Uh, makes more sense now when I was questioning, I'm like, how are they getting into all these clubs? I mean, I know, like, they would let Lindsay Lohan and Paris Hilton because they're famous, whatever, but these girls weren't famous, and I could never understand how they were, like, hitting all the clubs and everything legally. I'm like, oh, okay, well, this makes more sense. They had fake IDs. Right. And, like, okay. I think their their fake IDs are, like, what basically got them the show. So they said that they were 21-year-old twins, and they are working on a movie set, um, one time and they were super high and apparently they just stole the show. Like everyone was just like watching them. Nobody was watching the lead actor or actress. Oh wow. Um, 
And then they they were so high and everyone was like super attracted to their energy. So the producer on the, the movie set actually came up to them and said, do you want to shoot a pilot? And then they were just like, sure. So after they shot the pilot, they sent it to both A&E and E and then there was a huge bidding war for the show until Chelsea Handler saw the pilot. And she was the one who said that I want to be part of this. Mm-hmm. So that's when they picked E to produce the show. Wow. Yeah. Crazy. And then once Chelsea found out, I heard once Chelsea found out, like, what really happened at the end of it, I think this is on Heather McDonald's podcast, because Heather McDonald was also on Chelsea's show. Um, Chelsea was like, oh, thank God that show's done. That was such a mess. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. And then the sound producer on the show, I guess, would catch them on a daily basis smoking um, smoking something in the car, because oh, they, really? they would forget to turn their mics off. <laughs> so they go to the car to hide to do their drugs, but then not turn their mics off, so the sound producer would still hear everything. Hear like, <laughs> yeah, whatever bubble bubbling or I don't even know what happens. <laughs> I'm just picturing like yeah, tin foil and like liquid and <laughs> spoon, <laughs> blowtorch. Oh god! Wow. Okay. Well, anyways, go on. You were okay. Oh. Yeah. Was there anything before? The- jail stuff I don't think there's anything else let me check okay I want to like jump to something because like I cannot wait and I hope you have some intel on this because I'm dying what happened to Max <laughs> Max who's that you know that uh, uh, Tess's Tess's love interest oh I have no idea oh darn um because he was like Wicker right yes yeah and apparently he hung around after the show as well and was, like, totally doing heroin with, like, Tess. And I believe even some of that was captured on the thedirty.com. Um, and he, like, they were caught in, like, a club looking high as hell. But I looked him up on um, social media and it looks like he's, like, he's doing way better. And he has, I think he's married and has a kid. So looks like everyone <laughs> is getting better. I- I just Googled Max of Wicker, and all that's coming up is Wicker Patio Furniture. <laughs> but yeah, earlier today, I, I I did something like Jenny, and exactly who I want, Jenny and Sumit from 90 Day, came up. I'm like, but really, this guy, he doesn't even come up. That's sad. Yeah, Because that <laughs> that's a band and a name. That's yeah. pretty sad. And, and he's on the TV show. Do you remember the band Wicker? Do you, like, remember them? Yeah. Yeah, because I totally do. You do? Yeah. Yes, I like remember like having them on my like iPod Nano at the time. I, re- yeah, I remember. Were like, they one song. were they like on the radio? I think so. But I think I, they had like one song or one or two or something. Yeah, maybe like one hit. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. Anyways. Okay, back to jail. Okay. Yeah. So now she goes to jail. Hold on. Hold on. Let me find out where I start here. Oh, okay. She went for like thirty-eight days, and but was in basically solitary kind of thing where it's she yeah. only let out one hour a day. And yeah, so she did thirty-seven days in jail and was in protective custody um, in a cell for twenty-three hours a day. Yep, all by herself. Um, the day that she got out, she like finally got out thirty-seven days. She felt horrible. She went to In and Out, got food, and then she got blackout drunk with a friend. And I think she took some Xanax, too. Um, and then within two weeks, she was back to shooting up heroin. Ugh. Yeah. 
And at this point, they were still waiting to hear if the show was coming back or not. And she really wanted it to come back for another season just because she needed the money to keep up with her drug habit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, how do you how do you get that much money? Like, even if she, I mean, she said she was panhandling, but usually, you know, women have to turn to prostitution. But that's still a lot of prostitution, like 10 grand, unless you're a Charlie Sheen girl. Yeah. So, that's a lot of tricks. Yeah. So when she got out and, like, then, you know downward spiraled to where she was. Um, she was living on Skid Row, thinking about prostitution, and then didn't show up, wasn't going to probation because she was too busy looking for money for drugs. And I remember hearing that it was like Thanksgiving or like the night before Thanksgiving or the night after Thanksgiving. And for whatever reason, she decided, I want to stay at my mom's house um, instead of the Skid Row or wherever she was. So she went home and... Um, that next morning is when they, the cops showed up at her house and raided her bedroom, and that's when they found .08 ounces of heroin, which is, like, I guess, according to her, literally nothing. Um, so they arrested her there on the spot, and then she went back into jail for two weeks, detoxed in there again. Um, but she said this time it was worse because she was also on heroin, crack, coke, and Xanax versus just heroin the first time when she went in. Mm-hmm. Um, and she said it was so bad that she tried to drown herself in the toilet and die. Okay, wait. So when she got put back into jail, how long did she stay there? So she stayed for two weeks. Okay. And I think that was just, I think that was, um, I think the only reason she stayed for two weeks is because she was waiting for a trial. Okay, okay. So after those two weeks, she went to trial. And her attorney fought for drug rehab instead of putting her in jail. And then I guess somebody in the audience stood up and he owned a rehab center and he stood up and he volunteered to sponsor her to help her get better. And the judge like saw that and was like, okay, well, if he's going to sponsor you and pay for it and you're agreeing to go to it, then I'll accept that. So she really looked out. And so that's what she did. Yeah. She said that like judge helped save her life. And that's why her and her husband also do like scholarships and sponsorships for you know, some people, if they can't afford it or whatnot, which is nice. Yeah. That, so, their center looks nice. I looked it up. I mean, they have, like, you know, horse therapy and, like, all sorts of different approaches. Oh, totally. Like, the the aloe center? Yeah. Yeah. No, I think it's really nice. But I think with the fires, they had a lot of their housing burned down. Oh. Yeah. I remember hearing that. Um, I don't know if it's back up or not. Okay. Um. So, yeah, so pretty much since then, she's been great. She did end up doing a whip-it in rehab, and <laughs> in this, I'm quoting her right now, it brought her to her knees, and after that, she, she sought out a good therapist and started going to three AA meetings a day, and has been clean ever since that. A whip-it? A whip-it, yeah. <laughs> Isn't that funny? Like, all the hard drugs that she did. Oh, my God. Yeah. Wow. Yep. So she had some other stories when they were still using that were kind of interesting. I mean, she said, well, Tess was dating Kid Rock when she was 19 and met at a Playboy event. They were still in their drug phase. She said, and we can pretty much figure this out. It's got to be like the Dolce group, right? She said one of the owners of the biggest nightclub in L.A. and head of like the the group that owns, at that time, you know, I was like, Dolce Group was everything. So I'm assuming that's the group she's talking about, but she couldn't name them because she didn't want to get sued. But he, she said, 
he raped her. She was about 17 or 18. She woke up. He was like, I don't know, some house in the Hollywood Hills. And she woke up and this like large man was on top of her. And like, it got pretty intense, but so she said that. And then the childhood sexual assault. And then she said her 16 year old female babysitters abused her as well. It's like, Jesus. Wait, really? Yeah, she said that on on an interview. She said, yeah, I was also abused by, and she said abused because I went back and listened. I'm like, she said sexual abuse or physical abuse? She just said, and I was also abused by my 16-year-old female babysitters. It was weird. That is so weird. And then that nightclub rape, and oh, and then. And then the French, like in Paris. Yeah, the Europe thing. Yeah. Well, that was pretty clear. She's talking about the probably the Prince of Brunei and his brother, because that's, like, right up their alley with, you know, they have all these American girls come in or women around the world, and she said something like, oh, him and his brother wanted me and Tess to be their girlfriends, and mm-hmm. but she didn't say there, she didn't say that's who it was, because she said, I don't want to get killed. I'm like, yeah, oh. Yeah, she literally said they will kill me. Yeah, but, I mean, that there's so many stories about those two um, guys that it's, that's, I'm sure that's who it is. But, yeah, she said they stole her passports. And, I mean, I still part of me, it seems like a little weird that they could have that much control over a, a hotel where they could tell the hotel, cut off their phone, take their passports. I thought maybe when you were high. Like, I also know on a few trips I've been to, the hotel requires they hold on to your passports um, until you properly check out kind of as insurance so you don't skip out of the country or whatever. So it could be that that happened and they just forgot Um, because I know a hotel I stayed in in Santorini, they said, no, we need to hold your passports. Well, then we wanted to, so they had our passports for a day or two and then we wanted to rent the ATVs. Well, we needed ID. So I had to go back to the hotel. I'm like, I need my passport because I need to do this. And then they gave it to me. So I was just wondering, maybe the hotel actually gave it, you know, took it, they forgot. And then when they called and asked for them, they delivered them back. I don't know. Yeah, that story was a little, there were pieces missing. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. The phone and then, yeah, it, it was just like, hmm. But, you know, they were using. So maybe yeah. that's what she recalls. And yeah. there's probably pieces missing too but anyways nonetheless interesting stories that they've been through yes very interesting so So she does sound like she's doing great now with her two kids and very sober and active in life and yeah she has the two cutest little girls harper and dakota and she went to school to become a drug and alcohol counselor and then she got a job at the where she the aloe place that she is now Mm-hmm. As, at the um, Sober Living Treatment Center. So, and it seems like they're doing very well. And she said her mom also went to train to be a coach and therapy um, person that helps parents. She goes, she basically helps parents do the exact opposite of what she did now. Yeah. She got She got sober and clean, doesn't drink or smoke pot or anything, and is very active in this uh, rehab lifestyle as well. Yeah, I guess when Alexis got sober, she challenged her mom to also get sober, uh, well, I guess, like, get off weed, and then she also wanted her to get off her anti-anxiety meds. Okay. Um, So Andrea did end up doing that, and it's so interesting. This is what I heard on the podcast that I listened to today with Andrea. She said that she writes scripts 
for parents of kids who are addicted to drugs to help them talk about it and to just help them connect with their kids. So they follow this script that Andrea's written to just open up a dialogue, which I think is so fascinating. <laughs> yeah, I, I on her inst you can go onto her Instagram and like she has a full on like she's like a life coach and you can like mm-hmm. be coached by her um, you know, to help your children or yourself or whatever you need to do. Like she's Oh yeah, they said she has like she does even a free Zoom call every week or something. So I think like every Tuesday she does like a free call. Okay. Yeah, so source out there if anyone needs it. Yeah. Um so yeah, that's about all that I have on Alexis. And then what and, and then what about what was she doing? Was she a midwife too? Oh yeah, she's a doula. Yeah. I don't know if she's doing much of that anymore <clears throat> after her second child, but I know before she had Dakota that yeah. she was doing that a lot. Um, yeah. But and I she said she's well. She has her podcast. She's coming out with a book, and then it sounds like there could be reality in the future. She, she said, like if she's she open could, for it. Yeah, if she could control it, create it, produce it, that sort of thing. So it seems like yeah, lately she's really come out so I, I wouldn't be surprised if that was next yeah uh, yeah they did a podcast all together and they all agree that they were open to it except Tess <laughs> oh she's not no <laughs> that's cool she likes her Wisconsin life and her town of or her town of 703 people well I, she followed me and I was like whoa and so I thought well I'm gonna message her and just say is there anything you want us to get out or promote or I had no idea I just assumed like who doesn't have something to promote, right? Um, and then she didn't message back. I'm like, well, that's okay. But then, yeah, after hearing kind of like her, the way she, you know, her new life, I'm like, oh, I get it. Of course, she doesn't want to come on or she just wants nothing to do with, she doesn't want her name being brought up again and, you know, it all starting again. So I think that's great um, that she's just kind of staying under the radar. Smart. Yeah. Yeah. I think becoming sober for Tess was a lot more difficult than it was for, Alexis, just because Alexis was pretty much forced into it because of jail. Yeah. And, you know, um, so Tessa, Tessa remained doing heroin for a while after, um, while Alexis was in jail and after Alexis got over, she was still doing it. And Alexis made multiple attempts to try to get her clean. And eventually she reached out to her dad, um, Tessa's dad, who lives in Wisconsin. And, uh, was telling him that you can't force her into it. When she's ready, she'll be ready. So one day, Tess just called her dad up and said, Dad, I'm ready. So her dad drove all the way to L.A., picked her up, drove her all the way to Wisconsin. She detoxed in the back of his car. Oh, wow. And she's been clean ever since. Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. I saw her little girl on her Instagram. She looks exactly like her. Oh, I know. She's adorable. And did you see she's pregnant again? No. That's yeah, awesome. so she's pregnant with child number two. Cool. Yeah, and she owns her own honey company called Wild Rose Honey. Oh, awesome. And she goes to, like, all of these, like, little, like, craft fairs around Wisconsin and tries to sell her honey. So I'm going to try to go buy some. All right. Well, I'm going to go when I go home next. I'm yeah. i to find yeah. one of these. <laughs> yeah, we'll find one that's near Minnesota. <laughs> um, another interesting thing about um, Tess is that Alexis has never met her husband. And the reason for that, she said, is because he's always working. I wonder what he does. I don't know. I tried to find it today and I couldn't figure anything out. 
That's hmm. weird. Yeah, but I have his name if anyone wants to look it up. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Um, I heard Gabby got married. She's 25, got married, and went like got her degree from FITM, and that she never got into drugs. She got into partying, but like not drugs, so sounds like she's doing well, too. Mm-hmm. Yep, Gabby's great. Gabby has never had an issue with drugs like these girls have. <laughs> I heard Alexis did say, though, that Gabby and Tess, Tess nearly ruined her wedding because they got, like, wasted on a yacht, like, the day of her wedding and were just, like, couldn't walk down the aisle and whatnot. Which yeah, sure. I, th- I think they slept through, like, the rehearsal or something <laughs> and then just had no idea what the hell they were doing. Oh. <laughs> but I think they pulled it together. Yeah, that sucks. <laughs> and then, oh, but on Tess, too, so she, you know, remember in the show, she got that email from her mom that she hadn't seen. So I guess the backstory on that is Tess and Alexis were both in this dance class when they were, like, three. And this woman walked in, like, crop top, big tattoo on her stomach. Like, uh, Alexis said, oh, she had her, her nails pierced with hoops, which I can't even understand that I've never seen or heard of such a thing but that Andrea was like who is that she looks so interesting and so they became best friends and um but then her mom I think her name's Tracy had like real addiction problems and would always drive around super high with Tess in the car and kept getting in car accidents with Tess when she was like you know three years old so eventually Andrea got together with Tess's dad and helped him fight for sole custody and she agreed to help him you know raise her and uh that caused the rift then obviously between andrea and tracy but then tess eventually did see her but i think just once in like the last 15 years but they don't have a relationship so yeah so i stopped tess's facebook and the mom was tagged in a photo maybe a year ago Oh, they were together a year ago, but I did hear more recently on a podcast with Alexis that they are not in contact anymore. Yeah, oh, interesting. Did you a year ago, they met up. I want to go. I want to see what she looks like. <laughs> I'm adding her as a friend. I've tried adding Tess as a friend like four different times, thinking like, "Oh yeah, she'll accept me because I live in Wisconsin." Yeah. <laughs> nope. Hmm. Wow, it's did- so interesting. Yeah. I mean, I think it's 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 amazing. Like the the story is amazing now, ten years later or whatever. You know that like they're doing so well. But in the you know just watching the show or whatever, it's actually like very dark. But it's, I mean, it's rare that you get like such a happy ending. So it's that's really cool. So do you know anything about when they were talking about the detective? how he he did a bunch of sketchy, shady things, and Andrea was trying to sue him, but Alexis said, just let it go. I want to be done with this. Um, and that that detective played himself in the no, movie. He but himself in the movie. Just super cheesy. But I wonder what kind of things he did. Like, maybe the phone thing where she said her lawyer never checked the number. Like, maybe the guy just, like, made shit up like that. Yeah, I know nothing about that, but I have a strong feeling it'll be in her book. Oh, yeah, I hope so. I feel like, yeah, I feel like the book is going to be a lot about the bling ring. Okay, we'll have to reconvene after we read the book and see oh, what, yeah. and update everyone on any other juicy bits that That's a good idea. Yeah, come out. Yeah. 
Um, yeah. Anything else? I'm just looking right now. The only other thing I have in my notes is to give a shout out to the other mods. <laughs> Yay! Yeah. So, well, shout out to you. Birthday. Happy birthday week to you. And Thank how you. is your how's your knee? Oh, it's good. It's we're getting there. We're getting there. It's like it's going to be a long process, but yeah. Like, I yeah. I'm obsessed with your accent. Oh my gosh! Don't tell me that I have an accent. <laughs> You hear her make fun of me all the time, right? Yes, I was worried about this. Oh my gosh, I love it. I love it. <laughs> I could listen to you talk all night. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Well, thank you so much for coming on. And like, I have been dying to hear like what's going on with everyone and Pretty Wild. So like, that's such a fun update. And I can't wait for the book. And yeah. um. Yeah, that wraps up our pretty wild recap. Yeah, thank you for all your insight and intel. That was, like, definitely made it um, it's just interesting that they've all kind of come out unscathed and better for it. And Alexis did keep saying, you know, she doesn't regret anything because she'd be dead without, you know, jail. She'd be dead without rehab. So, you know, I guess it's just life lessons. So it's good to see people learn the lessons and apply them and move on positively. Yes, exactly. Well, thank you so much, you guys. This is fun. Yay. Yeah, thanks for doing the late night, and I'm glad your team won. Yes. Woo, go Packers. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'll talk to you later. Okay, right, bye. bye. Thank you. Bye. bye. bye.